All right, Brian, you ready? Yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, what we got on the docket today? Mm, life in general. Yes. So you posted something the other day. I read it. I liked it. It talked about, I don't know what the, the title was, but it talked about being healthier. Yes. With regards to finance, spirituality, attitude, probably a number of other things. I, financially. I to, financially, oh, yeah. yeah. Professionally. Yeah. So I think we should chit-chat about... Whatever our end goal is, it's always going to be different from someone else's. Mm -hmm. So I always try to tell people, never let someone else's thoughts or ideas or opinions sway you from what you believe is true. Because to me, success is what anyone believes it to be. Because what's success for you might not be for me. You wanna run a marathon. You successfully finish, that's success. I run two miles of the marathon, that's success to me. So I think on any level, let's talk finance. Okay. You go. Okay. So there's two tracks here. And I, I, I kind of, as a problem solver, I, I look to see best practices. There are people that are in a financial state that I want to be in. I emulate them to right. see what. You know what I should do, and if I run a want to run a marathon, yeah, right. I like them. If I want to run a marathon, I go find a person that's running marathons, and then I don't argue and try to figure out which things they do that I don't want to do. I do all the things they do, and then I become a marathon runner if I go along with it. The other side of that is the negative side. So I I look at people who are doing not well. Okay. And what are they doing? And, and what's contributing to that. So when we're talking health, um, I, I don't like when people sort of like binge into something, like they decide that they're physically unhealthy, so they just, you know, uh, bomb their whole life. And January 1st. January 1st, exactly. <laughs> New Year's resolution. Yeah. I'm going to lose 40 pounds. Right. So every Friday, I look at those seven categories that you, yes. you saw posted, and I find out which one I think I'm doing worse in. Okay. Right? I look at finance and say, how are things? All right, well, I'm pretty good there. So then I go to physical health. And I'm like, I'm pretty good there as well. But I'll get to one like, mm, this one needs some attention. And I say, what can I do that gets everything in that department just a little bit healthier than it was? And I do that for seven days until the next Friday. So these guys, short stints, 1% moving of the needle. Mm -hmm. But it's a perpetual thing that's happening all the time. Right. As long as the needle's moving in the right direction, right. it doesn't matter how fast or how slow it's moving. So health, I, I have preached this numerous times. I am not a fan of working out. I do not enjoy it. Some people love it. They get that euphoria. They get that high. Never had it. Never will. I don't believe. But I work out three times a week. I just push myself to go into the gym. Nothing strenuous. But I know mentally I can be a little bit better if I know my body physically is in tune, in shape. So mental or physical health is very important. Mental health, uh, just as important. That's why kind of we do what we do. Obviously, people in this world, and I talked about this in my last motivational minute, you know, you never know what's going on in someone's mind. And sometimes it's great and positive, and sometimes it's horrible and negative. So I always say the more kind you can be not only towards yourself but towards others, the more you can allow them to take that kindness and run with it how they want to run with it. So 
Physical health, important. Mental health, just as important. And I know you talk with the students. What do you think the, the gauge is on students' mental health with regards to not, we're not psychologists, we don't need to dig that deep, but just in general, what's the pulse do you feel the students that you speak to are going through daily? So they're, they're battling against uh, an apparition, a, a ghost. Okay. And, and it's not ever solvable because the, you, know, you, you have confidence and we all have insecurities. And they're playing against a super confidence, no insecurities specter. So they, they're never going to win that game. So you know, when, when I'm talking to kids who are all but checked out because in every department they think, you know, I'm not doing well here and uh, you know, I'm not doing well here, there's, there's no achievements on that part of the ledger for them. So I, I'm thinking that, you know, we got to teach people how to create confidence in themselves. Yeah, 100%. When you feel good with who you are and what you do, it's that much easier to, to, to Right. And now, if others. I said, hey, uh, Brian, do one push-up, right? That would make you feel probably you could do more, but you could probably do it, right? Do one. If we're like, go out in the, in the real world today and go make a quarter, right? You pretty, you know, you could probably do more, but you yeah. know, you could at least do that one. Yeah. And, but the rest of the world, and if you're not a millionaire and you can't do 500 pushups and you can't do this, right, you feel inadequate when you're being compared against that specter. Truth. And I always say, and you, you alluded to this earlier, it is very good, in my opinion, to emulate others. Yes. Don't become others, but you can become how others are, if that makes sense. Absolutely. So I'm a big advocate of learning from people. I've had mentors. You've had mentors. Some we know, some we don't. Musk, right? Elon Musk, a mentor. Yep. You've never met him. You've oh, never yeah. had coffee with him. However, you want to emulate him. Yeah. On the flip side of that, I always tell myself and I tell my kids this. So many times we're worried about what we want over here that we lose sight of what's right here in front of us. We're so worried that we need this or want this and, and we bitch and moan because we don't have this that we lose sight of what's right in front of you. And okay. sometimes what's right in front of you is good. Mm -hmm. So stop worrying about what you don't have or want and start focusing on what you have. And if what you have in front of you is not what you want, then you need to go out and make a difference. Yeah, and, and connect to that same post that you read, there was a day later or a day earlier, um, you have two modes. You have when you're looking down at 45 degree angle of the things that are in front of you that are dangerous and are obstacles. Mm -hmm. And then you have that long term looking at the horizon deal where all you see is possibilities and opportunities and where you spend a lot of your time. If you're looking for the explosive sitting in front of you and you spend your time there, you know, you're going to always find it. I correct, can guarantee correct, you. Correct. 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 So how about intellectually healthier? So, you know, mental health is important. Physical health mm -hmm. is important. Financial health is important. And again, financially for me, before we get into the intellectual, as long as I have enough money this month to feed my kids and pay my bills and maybe a little bit off to the side to do something I want to do, I'm, I'm there. I'm happy. I, I've already come to the conclusion I'll never be super rich maybe. I'll never be super poor. I'm right here, and that, I'm okay with that. Uh, do I want... Sometimes the finer things in life, yeah. But if I can't have them, again, it goes back to that. Stop worrying about what you can't have and enjoy. I mean, I have a roof over my head, and it's as trivial as this sounds. I have a, a, a place to lie my head at night on my pillow, and I have a job. And I always say this in my seminars. Those are three things we have going for us. Number one, we woke up this morning. Number two, we had a job to come to today. And number three, I'm pretty certain when we go to bed, we're going to have a place to lie our head. As trivial as that sounds, there are many people in this world 
who Don't. did not see the sunrise today yep. have no job to go to this afternoon and will no, have no place to lie their head tonight. Sorry. So the next time we think the world's kicking our butt, I think all of us, myself included, need a reality check. Yeah, we actually sure. have it pretty decent. So intellectually, how do you make yourself or prepare yourself or indulge in becoming more intellectually healthier? So I, I really hate the way that we we do school here, right? Okay. Schools, schools like because you're forced, a high school dropout. Forced, no. yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> it's fed to you, right? Okay. You wouldn't choose to go to school. You didn't have to fight for the education. It wasn't hard to get it. So like, but you're not trying to make the team it, exactly. And, and so like, after you fall out of what was handed to you, you really don't know how to go get information and to get frames of mind and philosophies because it's not being forced on you anymore. So there's a lot of people that once they graduate from their profession and they get their job, they check out of the learning thing. And they, our brains are geared for constantly rewiring and neural, new neural processes to get you into new depths on things. But when you just kind of like you get to an adequate where you're surviving and then you check out of the, the learning side, I think a part of your brain starts to die a little bit. That makes sense. That's actually good because you're not forced to be doing something. Yeah, exactly. All right, let me ask you this with regards to intellectually healthier. Sure. I've always been a fan of street smarts. Yeah. I think I have decent book smarts, but I'll be the first to admit I'm way more street smart than book smart. Uh, people I know in life, some are way more book smart and have not as much street smarts. What do you think? I don't want to say what's more important, but do you think those two can parlay into a great livelihood? Street yeah, smarts 100%. versus book smarts. I, I think what's most important, so my schedule is every Saturday that I – I try to delve in a topic that I know nothing about, and okay. I would be embarrassed that if I ever was outed that I didn't know something in that topic. Okay. Every Saturday. Every Saturday. And, and any topic. Sometimes it's super, like, you know, it, it's super academic. And then sometimes it's like, you know, words that kids use in, in the fifth grade okay. right, that I don't know. Okay. But it's always going to be something. And I think the more thorough you are in both of those departments, I don't like eggheads that are, are, are academic and stupid on the street right. smart thing either. Right, right, right. Because I always make the example, we've all had teachers, whether it's grade school, high school, or college, that were super smart, educated, PhDs out the wazoo, but they really couldn't connect with you mm -hmm on this level, and sometimes I think students need connected with on numerous levels, not just the intellectual right. level, but the street smarts level. Uh, I always make a joke, my son Ben, God bless him, he's a wonderful kid, he's 19, he's at YSU, chemical engineering, nice. very smart, super smart. And I always say, Ben, I love that you're book smart. Street smarts is just as important. Sometimes to get from point A to point B is just a straight line. You don't mm -hmm. need 20 different directions on how to get from point A to point B. Just street smart it. Use your instinct. Use your gut. And I have followed that my entire career. I remember sitting down in my kitchen when I was young telling my mom I wanted to get a master's degree, and she laughed and fell out of her chair, not because <laughs> she didn't support me. My parents were very supportive and loving, but out of the blue, I just said, and then I'm going to get a PhD, and I'm going to teach college. And she's like, what? Because I just followed my instinct. And I was on that track, as you right. know, but then I pulled out of the PhD program mm -hmm. Went into the world of professional speaking, which I love. Okay, so spiritually healthier. Now, people don't have to necessarily believe in a certain entity, if you will. Some do. I mean, there's numerous faiths and religions. There's Buddhism, there's Catholicism, there's all kinds of isms. How do you think someone can grow spiritually healthier? Does prayer need to be involved? 
Yeah, probably not. <clears throat> and all of these topics are are getting familiar with things that you don't know, getting you know some voids <clears throat> that you have. And one of the biggest voids is that we don't got quite figured out like why we're here. You know the uh, what's above us, what's below us, the the things that we can't see. And so that is a never-ending pursuit to get a little bit more insight into what really is. And like you said, I mean, there's been lots of civilizations that have tried to figure it out, probably got <clears throat> close maybe, some of them way off in left field, but it's that pursuit of mm -hmm. always getting, being curious to, to make that healthier. Yeah, I always it always blew my mind that how many different religions there were. <clears throat> and these people believe in this, and these people believe... And then I think, in the end, who's going to be right? Which team do I need to jump on? No, <laughs> so I was raised Catholic all my life, and okay. that, that's my faith, and that's that's my religion. <clears throat> I don't shove it down people's throats. I think people can choose. A church is a physical building. I can have a prayer with whoever I believe in right here at this desk, in my office, lying in bed. I, uh, the physical presence of something to me is just more of a respect thing. You go to show respect. I'm going to take a few hours out of my day or week on a Sunday, and I'm going to go here, not because I, I need to be there to pray, but I just think <clears throat> any growth you have spiritually, whether it's in God or whoever you believe in, I think is important, because I think <clears throat> we're not in this on this journey by ourselves. <clears throat> we have people here, but I, I believe personally, and there, there's a higher being, but that's me. So let's, let's wrap this with relationship healthier, because I think relationships, and I I just recorded this one. It's not out yet. It's one of those motivational minutes on relationship building. And I talk about the three characteristics that I think are the foundation of a healthy relationship. And those three things are trust, rapport, and credibility. Every time we interact with someone, whether it's you and I, Joe, sitting here, or you with your wife, or me with trust, rapport, and credibility are present. It's up to us whether they're good or bad. You see, there's always a level of trust people are going to have with us. It's either here or here. Mm -hmm. There's always a, a rapport you're going to have with someone. It's either good or bad. And there's always a level of credibility. It's either here or here. So <clears throat> I always <clears throat> ask the question, what can we do to make sure those things are working in our favor? And if you want to know the answer, watch the Motivational Minute coming out in a couple weeks. But based on relationship healthy, how do you personally try to enhance your relationship with your son, your wife, and your friends? So you started off with this, that everybody's <clears throat> different and everybody struggles in different departments. And this is probably my biggest weakness and getting, I have to try harder okay. at relationships than most people do. So I'm, why is that? I'm about a 80% logic, 20% emotional guy. Gotcha. I struggle with caring, feeling, showing that kind of stuff. So the people around me, they don't really get f true information on me because I hold it on the guard a little bit just because of the way that I am. So in order for me to... So it's not on purpose. You no, just, it's not just, at all. It's just... It's innate within you. Exactly. And, it's, and, and some people may perceive that as, oh, he doesn't care. Exactly. He doesn't want to show me exactly. any compassion or emotion. So, but I surround myself, my my son and, and, and my wife, they take extra care because I'm honest about that affliction and right. knowing that I have to try harder. And they make it easier for me to be around them and to, to share myself because, you know, if I share something that's vulnerable that I usually don't, they don't poke me in the eye over it, make me regret having shared. Right, then you retract back exactly. into that, I don't want to share it exactly. anymore. Yeah, I think relationships are great <clears throat> on every level, intimate, plutonic, personal, professional. You don't have to be best friends, buddy-buddy with everyone you work with or everyone you know in your life, but having that solid one or two individuals who you can open up to and become vulnerable 
and just be who you are, it's an amazing thing. So to me, relationships are important no matter what level. I, I talk to a lot of people and they say, um, you know, are you lonely? I go, no, I'm, I'm alone in life to yep, some degree, right? but I'm never lonely. That's it. I mean, when I can call a friend, I can call this person, I can call my son, my daughter. Uh, so I think relationships are important. I think they're healthy. I think we as a species need it. I think if you look back into the cavemen and women dwelling in caves together and trying to create communities, I think community is important. And we're in Youngstown, Ohio. We love it. You love it. Uh, to wrap this up, what do you think we can do as individuals to make our relationships stronger. If you had to give someone a piece of advice on how to make your relationship, whether that relationship is with your teacher, your parent, your grandparent, or a friend, what's one thing that you think, I mentioned three, trust, rapport, and credibility are very important to me to establish a, a solid relationship. So just final thoughts on what's something you can yeah, do to I make a relationship. Yeah, I got two words on okay. this, grace and forgiveness. Mm. Grace and forgiveness, wow. Those are powerful Absolutely. because if you have that within you, then it's easier to, to relate yeah. well with others. Okay, there you have it. Grace and forgiveness. And forgiveness. Till next time. Till next time.